We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Daniel Howitt's interview with the composers for Ammonite, Dustin O'Halloran, and Volker Bertelman. Dustin and Volker, thank you so much for talking with me today about Ammonite. Dustin, uh, you've worked with Francis Lee on God's Own Country, but for both of you, I'd love to know how you came to this project and, and what those initial conversations about the film were like. Uh, well, to clarify, Francis used some music from another project that I did, A Wing Victory for the Sullen, and it was music that we had already written. So this was actually the first time he had worked with composers. Gotcha. And so um, I think, and it, 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 he came to us, uh, Seesaw is the production company that did Lion. And I think that they wanted Volker and I to, to come back together and, and do this film with Francis. And I think they thought that we would be a good match for the kind of sensitive, nuanced film that he was making. And, and so what were those initial conversations about the film like? Maybe, you know, if this was Francis's first time working with a composer, what sort of direction did he give as you guys started finding the, finding the music for the film? Well, I, I think, for, well, Francis had a very clear idea of uh, where he wanted to position the cues. Um, so we, we were pretty, it was pretty fast that we knew already for which scenes we have to write music for. And uh, um, so when Dustin and me, when we start working, a lot of times we we'll, we we'll look at the cues, and then we the first thing is that we are deciding who is doing what, and you know just to to get started. And because we have two our own studios, um, it's it's nice because you can concentrate on and dive into uh, the scene first and concentrate on one scene, for example, and just get a sense of what you wanna get out of the out of your music uh, for the film and um, then we share that and that starts then to interact with each other and uh, then you know i hear dustin's ideas and then i'm like yeah i think these ones these parts are great maybe i take those uh, and use them for my idea or even the 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 cues are already in a way sounding extremely good and then we're we're fine, you know, we're, we're all set. <laughs> so that's, that's mainly the, the process. And, and unless I'm mistaken, I don't believe there's a note of music until 45 minutes into the film. It's a very quiet film as a, as a whole. And uh, it's, I think it's, it's clear, you know, music is used in those key moments. So it, was that also a decision that, that Francis had made, you know, before you guys even came onto the film? Yeah, he was pretty clear about where he wanted music. That was never really in contention. And so it was different because it wasn't really a spotting session or this what you normally go through. And it, 
it was very clear that he wanted to use use the music very minimally and very uh, deliberate in in certain places. So he had a very clear idea of of how he wanted to use music in the film, and that made it easier for us to to for our approach as well. Uh, I think all composers want to hear their music louder in the mix, <laughs> but I I think what I I. I it took me a while to get my head around it because uh, I realized that he's what we didn't realize in the making of the picture was how he would use the naturalistic sounds because we hadn't heard the final mix. And that is such a big part of the, of the world that he created is this very detailed sound of the waves and the sand and, and all of these naturalistic sounds. And so in that context, I understand that it would, a bit jarring if all of a sudden the music comes in 45 minutes in and it's big you know i think that he wanted to try to find a way to fit it to keep the magic of the intimacy of the nature and and i think that that makes sense to me yeah definitely i was i was going to ask about that about balancing out the because the, 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 the soundscapes of the natural environment is really prominent so i was going to ask about that so that's interesting that you, you guys you guys completed your score without hearing that that mix and in in both in both of his films lee lee uses that landscape as as metaphors for the characters did did the stark landscape in ammonite influence the music at all oh absolutely i mean it's uh, you know it's just so quiet right <laughs> you know right. you just have one person digging i mean that's <laughs> that's something where you, where you just uh, I mean, you, you play one note and you think it's already enough, uh, you know, and then you play another one and, you know, a third one. Uh, I, I think it actually slows you down. Uh, and that, that gives you also, I think, a lot of opportunities to, to breathe. And, uh, you know, and I think once the naturalistic sounds come in, they even bridge the gaps between, the, you know, the note clusters in a way. And uh, so I, I have the feeling... Uh, that influenced a lot the tempo of the pieces uh, and then of course the romantic aspect of the film and you know the fragility of the whole topic with you know being a woman and discovering or not discovering i mean she's always doing her thing but she's in a, a surrounding where that is not really accepted you know what she's doing even though it's just something you go outside and you you dig. I mean, what's what's the problem with that? You know? But at that time, I th it was a problem actually to uh, well to get accepted as a as a scientist, and uh, you know. So I think uh, that whole topic made the music very fragile, and, and maybe we would say in in Germany we say it has a thin skin in a way. You know, it's yeah. it's very sensitive in a way, and I think the music has something of that. Yeah, definitely. I think it was, I mean, in that way, because the film is so minimalistic in some sense, it, it made it a little bit tricky because you could never overplay the music and you had to be really sensitive to that space. And that's, I think that was one of the biggest challenges was how do we create a score that also doesn't get in the way to this very thin skin, like, Walker said it's and that was that's a challenge to to make it work yeah what were the what were the emotions that you connected to um for the characters uh, what emotions did you try to convey with the music you talked about the fragility um what else did you sort of connect to emotionally 
Well, I think that the film explores identity, it explores loneliness, it explores the desire for human connection. And I think those are very universal themes. And I got to see the film during lockdown. And I think that in that, in this environment we're living in right now, it had a very particularly resonant feeling because we're all experiencing a sense of loneliness, a sense of loss of connection. You, some people aren't, aren't even able to hug their family. Uh, you know, it's a really, it, 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 it's a very interesting film to come out right now because there is this desolate, lonely feeling to the film in a lot of ways. And I think that, and there's a lot of space for people to to be in, in it. It's, it's not a film that pushes a narrative in this story to a climax. There's this, it's a very slow moving feature. And I think that just this period that we're in, I think people are, have a little bit more patience to accept that. And I think that that's, I, I think it's an interesting time to, to see a film like this. Yeah. And I also think uh, that it, I think also think that it's very, um, there is quite some hope as well in that film. I mean, you can, with the ending, you have the feeling that, uh, you know, slowly the the protagonists are developing into an area where they fulfill, can be fulfilled in a way. And I think that's something when, uh, you know, we connect to what Dustin said, I think that is something that we also have to do right now. We have to connect back with our own you know, identity, our own feelings and getting maybe more, a little bit more introverted and see how how that goes and that this is maybe already enough besides the fact that it would be wonderful to share that at some point with others again, you know. But I think in that film that kind of connection I think is really nicely developed and not, it can be easily getting into a cliche so quickly. So, and, and Francis was doing it so nicely. And I think there's some small scenes that are that I found really interesting. There's just these moments when they're doing a very simple task, like scraping a rock and finding a fossil, something that's really macro, and the joy that it's bringing them, this very, very simple thing. And I think that we're all sort of finding, having to find things like that, <laughs> that are that we can do by ourselves or with one other person. And, and uh, I, I, I found that interesting to, to that that was resonating particularly in this moment, but it's um, I think that he, Francis had a, had a, a really, the, the nuanced of these very small moments. I, I think he captured it very well. And I think that that was also something that we were trying to work with in the scores. How can we use very simple elements very effectively every small note matters every small detail matters and we were working with just a few instruments so in that sense we were kind of dealing with the same uh, the same structures with the score we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, take me through the actual uh, composing process. Um, uh, talk to me about the, the instruments you guys used, uh, how you guys worked together. Um, I'd just love to know more about the, the actual creation of the music. Well, I, I mean, in this case, specifically when we talked about the tempo, um, it's always good when you have no metronome working it's just like you sit on the on your piano or on another instrument but mostly we, we both sit on the piano and uh, you just play along with the film and trying to find the pacing and the, you know the the gaps between the notes and uh, you know the breathing and once that is done and that's why we both i think are recording already with quite a good equipment right away because you never know you know it can happen that one take is is the take that you that will end up in the film because it's so personal in a way and that makes it uh, i think the writing process and the the feedback for the music it makes it very uh, you know very close you you always feel like the piano or the guy that plays the piano sits next to you and just plays along with the film and i think that was at least my process and maybe Dustin has can add something to that but I think in general we both have a kind of similar process to start on films that's awesome how much how much writing you know you said you kind of sat down and and played along with the film um, how much how much preparation goes into that to still maintain that 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 live feel how much preparation goes into in, in before you start to play along with the film? I think we, with this film, I mean, it's been a, a while now <laughs> because we actually started it before COVID and all, all of that. Uh, and I think that, you know, when we started, we were just writing music. We weren't really trying to work to picture quite yet. And uh, Francis had a concept about trying to, create a single piece of music that could be uh, have variations through the film and, and sort of arrive at an ending where it all comes together and we diverged a little bit from that but in some ways that was sort of the process was to sort of find a piece of music that could work as a whole for the end and sort of work our way backwards but we, we did we found that some parts of the film just needed specific emotions and, and certain things. Uh, so we adjusted to that and, and created new pieces. But uh, it, it was, in the beginning, it was just sort of sitting down and writing. I mean, we knew that the, the score would have a lot of piano. So we started there. We both started working on the piano and recording pieces. And and um, Francis was, I mean, when the thing that was nice is he, even though he's never worked with composers before he, he as soon as he heard something that he liked he was really behind it and he, he he was very you know he was always sure of himself when he liked it and he was never doubting his own uh, his own 
ideas of what he liked. And that was great. Well, um, you both have worked together uh, quite a bit over the, over the past few years. Um, any upcoming projects that you guys are working together on that you can tell us about? Nope. We have a, we have a break. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's no, good. But, uh, yeah. No, but, but I think, uh, you know, it, it always depends on uh, what's coming along. I mean, at the moment we, I mean, we had this year a pretty, a pretty good year in terms of our collaboration. We did Old Guard and we yeah. did Ammonite and um, that was quite a, um, you know, Old Guard was quite a big, a big film and a lot of work. And um, so at the moment we are more concentrating on single each other's stuff. So I'm doing working on my stuff, Dustin works on his stuff. But th whenever there's something coming up where we have the feeling this is definitely something we could do, um, we're, we're always discussing, you know, and sometimes it can um, happen that we both are in a different space or in a different headspace. And then, uh, you know, we, we just pass, but you know, we're, I think we're both open to explore also diversity in, in what we're doing. And, and we're just waiting to see what actually gets filmed. Sure, <laughs> yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that little caveat, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what will actually be filmed in the future. Right. Right. For sure, yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for your time. Uh, congrats on the film. Uh, thank I, you. I appreciate your guys' work. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for having David. us. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Daniel Howitt's interview with the composers for Ammonite, Dustin O'Halloran and Volker Bertelman, here on the Next Best Picture podcast, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. You can subscribe to us anywhere where you listen to podcasts. And if you're feeling generous, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a comment there with five-star rating. It helps us to get discovered. And if you're feeling even more generous, head on over to Patreon, where for $1 minimum a month, you will get exclusive podcast content from us. Ammonite is now currently playing in theaters, and we shall see you all next time. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.